Hi everyone, my name is Renee Huang. I'm the founder of Wild Women Tribe, which is a group that brings transformational experiences to women outdoors. I'm here with Jackie Zener and Trevor Cates, and we are here on the Ignite podcast in cooperation with Park City TV, where we are bringing women in the community together through empowering conversations and topics that make a difference. So welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thanks Thank for having you. me. Yeah. So Jackie, um, just to give you a little background, Jackie Zener is a fellow Canadian mm -hmm. like me, and you've been in Park City for about nine years. Uh, you come from a finance background and were managing director at Goldman Sachs, as well as the first female pa partner. Was that correct, Jan, back I in the day? I was the first female trading. Trading. <laughs> a long time. Youngest woman and first female trader to make partner at Goldman Sachs. Yes, a That's very long time ago. Amazing. And you've since built such um, an empowering career and um, support system for women in entrepreneurship and different backgrounds mm -hmm. and um, are one of the co-founders of Women Moving Millions, mm -hmm. which is, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, like um, I had a 14 year uh, finance career. I left in 2002, a long time ago, and sort of sent me on this journey around women's leadership and inclusion. And we had set up a family foundation when the firm went public um, in the late 90s. And I'd been giving a, a lot to women and girls organizations. Um, that really was my passion, women's leadership. And I found my way into a community that was uh, created by two other women, two kind of famous women from Dallas, mm -hmm. um, Texas, um, from the Hunt Oil family, uh, the Hunt sisters. And they created a campaign encouraging women to make million dollar gifts in support of other women. So I became a member of uh, part of the campaign and then took it over and became the founding uh, president and pretty much um, ran the organization for almost a decade and we built it up to um, north of uh, 300 people that collectively have given over a billion dollars to women and girls causes. That's incredible. Yeah. And then I retired from that last fall so I'm on to new things but but then here yeah. locally you've also done uh, Utah Wonder Women. Yes. And you have like the hugest collection of Wonder Woman outfits. That's kind of yeah. womankind. <laughs> well, per, per, what, uh, outfits is part of it, uh -huh. um, but paraphernalia, actually. Uh, yes, I, mm. I kind of have an obsession with Wonder Woman, one might say. That's amazing. <laughs> My husband might say an unhealthy obsession at this point, but it's yes. never unhealthy. Yes, it's well, all about women. It's all that's it should be like all about women. If I had that on a T-shirt, well, not to be Ignite podcast is all yeah, about, about women who are doing amazing things and also um, uplifting other women through what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so, Dr. Dr. Trevor Cates, who is a good buddy of mine, we've been mommies together, our daughters are friends. Um, it's been so inspiring to watch your journey from naturopathic doctor, you're the first board certified um, female naturopath in California. That's correct. I was and then, the first woman licensed. Yeah, and then you moved here and you had a family and then launched into the entrepreneurial sphere with Clean Skin From Within, that, the amazing book that you wrote, and your skincare line the spa doctor and so I think um, diving into the topic of balance is going to be really interesting to hear how you have kind of managed that through different life transitions as well. Yeah, absolutely. So diving right in actually to that topic of balance, um, I wanted to start off first with, do you want to define what that word means? I know we were sitting down beforehand, Jackie, and you had, you're like, well, you know, I feel like there's further steps that we can take it from maybe what we originally um, think of when we think of work-life balance or or 
what yeah. have you. Well, I guess for me, because my, so my youngest just turned 19 and is on a gap year before going to uh, college and my son's soon to graduate from college. I feel like I'm on the other side of really trying to have manage it all. And you know, I think one thing that has made such a difference, it's quite unusual, is I've had a, uh, a husband who's, who's really chose um, to be the primary parent. Mm -hmm. So he left, he was also at Goldman Sachs and chose to be home before and leave work full time before I did. And so we've done this pacing thing, you know, he was at home and then I left and he went back and got another degree and then, you know, I was more at home, so we've done this thing. So I guess it is tech, it is balance. Um, but I don't know, there's something about that term that's always, I've always struggled with um, in terms of, especially in terms of females, because you know, men don't often talk about that. It's just assume they can do everything. And of course, um, in my case, my husband does almost do everything, so there you go. But it's just something that, um, I don't know, I just, the term is I've always struggled with that, and mm -hmm. I, I've certainly been, you know, I was reminded recently, uh, I read something that I wrote a long time ago when I was sort of at the peak stress level of really trying to do it all and it was a failed cookie night, you know, where they were due and I didn't make them and then I tried to go to sleep and I couldn't and then I couldn't get the cookies because the store was cold <laughs> and I had one of those mental breakdowns. So I do actually really remember what it was like, especially in the heat of when you have younger children mm -hmm. and, you know, there's a lot of single um, parent head of households now too, which is a whole nother set of stress. But mm -hmm. I feel like I had it so easy in that regard, especially for, you know, most of the time our children, um, you know, we're growing up that, you know, it's it, it probably hasn't been as challenging for me to figure out as, as it is for a lot of people whose lives are more stressed um, for a lot of different reasons. Yeah, it seems like balanced has become this synonymously perfect. And that there's, yeah. it's really not an yeah. achievable thing. But it's not really about that. It's really about you know creating balance of how can we do the various things that we want to do and still feel healthy, still feel energized, and get most things done. I, I, there's no way we can do it all. And I think women in particular, we try and do it all. And we're because we like to care give. Well, that's kind of in our nature to take care of whether it's children or our parents or you know for my case it's patients too mm -hmm. um, whoever whoever it is we tend to take care of others and so not only are we taking care of ourselves we're taking care of others we're trying to work we're trying to do all of these things and it's uh, I feel like people are trying to do it women are trying to do it in a perfect way and it's not it's not possible that's not an unhealthy way to to look at being balanced I think well, the way that I like to look at it, and we've had these discussions before with our girlfriends um, where we have taken a circle mm -hmm. and tried to divide that up into what we define as balance. And it was interesting mm -hmm. to watch different people approach even that problem mm -hmm. separately. I mean, I tried to draw uh, a pie chart where I was dividing that circle up. And then um, other people took the circle and actually divided it horizontally into different spheres. And the way that I in the last year or so have tried to look at it is from a perspective of harmony mm -hmm. instead of balance. And it's not like trying to fit everything in and making it all equal, but it's more along the lines of what do I need more of right now? What does my family need more of mm -hmm. now? And not um, bringing the shame and judgment in mm -hmm. that I think we as women, like you're saying, Trevor, do so easily and so um, quickly. We're so quick to judge ourselves and mm -hmm. to judge those around us if, if we're fitting into this quote-unquote perfection model. Um, yeah, and we were talking a little earlier about Brene Brown, who I'm obsessed with, and I was just watching her most recent um, Netflix special yesterday, and she kind of got into that a little bit in terms of 
what she said, you know, the, the courage it takes to step into joy and how we sabotage our own joy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's some of what you're talking about, like, because if, if, if the metric that we're holding ourselves to is that we have to be good at all things all the time, then you're, you're in the moment with one thing, and she said that's sort of a way to really try to grab joy into your life is this, of course, being present. That seems kind of obvious, but it's so hard. But that if we're, if we're saying, but we're not, but because I'm here, I'm not there. Because I'm this, I'm not that. You know, you're sabotaging, you know, the joy that you do have. So I, I think that's where I get excited about sort of where this can take us is reframing you know, what we even mean, you know, by balance. And it's, it's such a big word that can be interpreted um, in so many different ways. But I, I agree with you, Trevor. Like, I think there's a lot of expectations that we put on e each other and the society puts on us. And I think mothers may be a little bit, especially working moms, maybe more so than others. Yeah, and I think as single moms, you know, we're single moms, I think that also puts a little extra stress on us to, to, be, to feel like we have to do it all and we don't have as much help. You know, I think we should talk about that at some point as mm -hmm. like, you know, getting help because I think that's, that is one way you can help, help you achieve balance is to, to get assistance. But for me, I feel like for me, when I think about balance, I feel like I'm in a balanced state if I feel healthy and happy. Mm -hmm. And that's how I know I'm, I'm in a balanced state. It's not perfect. And there's some things I have to give up and I have to let go of, like, you know, if the cookies burn or whatever, <laughs> just let go of that and go, okay, well, that's, they're just, we're just not doing cookies. We're going to do something else. Um, you know, it's just letting go of certain things and, and then finding this happy and healthy place. And I have, uh, you know, some tips I can help with that. Mm -hmm. But I think that for me, that's really important. I love the tips part. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. bring it on. I'll well, take I some say, of those. Do you also have sort of um, a measuring stick, Jackie, of where you know you're out of balance or that you need to refocus on yourself? Yeah, um, I, I do. And I think I love what you said, sort of in a, a happy and healthy place. You know, I've learned to, over time, just pay much more attention to what I'm feeling. Um, and I do, so I think the older, you know, you get, um, you have the benefit of time in that, that regard. So I think I've, I've really actually consciously tried to work on self-awareness as a thing. You know, checking myself, you know, especially when I'm not showing up as my best self. And is it because I'm tired, you know, because I didn't get any sleep? Is it diet? Like, not just letting it go to say, I don't feel good today. You know, it's like really saying, why don't I feel good? And, and then if I'm not being kind or I'm whatever it happens to be, to really kind of check in on why that's the case. So I'm trying to build that in as a practice and invite others. I mean, another thing I love, you know, Brene Brown, you know, what she said about, um, you know, in this talk that she did, which I've tried to introduce in my life, is, you know, really caring about what some people think of you and not what everyone thinks about you. So having friends in your life that, you know, have a responsibility to help you be your best self and will call you out when you're, you know, not being, but yeah. not in a way that's attacking, like, are you okay? This isn't who you normally are, nor who I think you want to be in the world. Coming from a loving place. Really, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm really trying to be really explicit about having those types of relationships, and I think that's really helped. Yeah, have you heard that um, there's some sort of comparison or phrase that you are the compilation of the five people you spend the most yes, time with? Yes. I mean, it really makes you check in with yourself and mm -hmm. say, hey, am I happy with the people who I'm closely associating with? You know, mm -hmm. am I being my best self? Are they 
keeping me in the checks and balances that are healthy and positive. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really amazing to, as a woman, be able to say, you know what, I have boundaries and I am realizing now what is good for me and what is not so great for me and being able to say yes and no to those things mm -hmm. because I know growing up I didn't really have a very good sense of boundaries mm -hmm. and I just kind of took it all in and thought, it's my job to manage everything that comes my way. Yeah. And so one of my big lessons as a grown-up, and just didn't mm -hmm. even come till I was in my 30s, you know, is learning the boundaries and learning how to say no to say yes to the larger things that are more positive and more mm -hmm. beneficial. Mm -hmm. um, did you have some things to add, some tips about how you keep yourself yeah. in balance or what kind of signifies to you that you're maybe off-kilter a bit. Yeah, and I think what you're talking about with boundaries is so important. And it's really that helps with time management too. If mm. you're trying to do a lot of different things and you're not setting boundaries, you're not going to be able to fit everything in mm. that you want to be able to do. So I do think that's important. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people, a lot of patients and, and clients, followers that aren't healthy. And I realize how a lot of people are living in a place where they're tired all the time. Mm -hmm. They're not their optimal health. And if you're not optimally healthy, you're not going to be able to do all the things you can do if you're in a really optimally healthy state. So I think as women, a lot of times we're caregivers, right? We're taking care of other mm -hmm. people and we forget to take care of ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think I just want to really stress that there's one thing that people take away from me being on this um, show today is to take care of yourself to get back to the foundations of a healthy lifestyle because that's going to help you create that balance in your life to be able to do all the things that you want to do but i think so many times we're taking care of the kids and our parents and our our friends and everybody else but we've got to slow down and take care of ourselves that's amazing and it's interesting i want to take a step back because um one of the reasons i brought you two together is because you come from very different backgrounds and i feel like um, in the wanders that I do through Wild Women Tribe, it's amazing to see women of different ages and stages come together and share wisdom and to realize that no matter what our upbringing is or what our um, sphere of influence or um, what we have become experts in, we can learn from each other. And I think that's the beauty of bringing people together through these conversations on topics that are broad, like balance. You know, we can all kind of chime in. Um, the other thing I did want to touch upon was um, you're both so exceptional in the lives that you've been able to build and the influence that you have, but I was wondering if you can think back to a time where it was more difficult, you know, along the topic of balance, but what maybe did you go through that helped get you there? Was there something that was a turning point or um, moments or a moment that kind of helped define that for you and helped you kind of reach that confidence? You want to go, <laughs> well, I mean, I'm just thinking a lot of times during times of transition, like when I'm thinking about, um, especially like going through a divorce, and then and the changes that it creates, and how emotionally, you know, challenging that is, and then also the shift in the family and the dynamic and the time and the scheduling and all of that. There's a lot that shifts in that, and I think that times like that, what um, what has helped me is is the people around me, and and 
realizing I can't do it by myself and looking to the other people around me for support. And also I've done that in my business too. So I've done that personally. Who can I reach out to? Sometimes it's a matter of hiring people to help, like hiring a nanny or you know, hiring a babysitter to help or somebody to help with cleaning or just so I, you know, because you can't do it all, right? Um, and then also with my business, hiring people on my team that are exceptional, that have a lot of talent and that care and that contribute to the business. And so I think those kinds of things are really key is, is getting assistance, getting help, support. Well, like you said, being vulnerable is really hard for most of us. And it took me going through separation and divorce and that transition to realize, you know what, I can't just have this like pretend image of perfection. Um, and I remember reaching out to you. I reached out by email to a bunch of girlfriends who I didn't really know very well. I'd only been in Park City for two years and said, help. And Trevor came and like cleaned my fridge out. I mean, it was just, it was amazing the people who kind of came to the surface who didn't really know me, but I think were really touched by that act, right? Of just saying, you know what? I'm gonna be super real and like raw right now and I need your help. And I think people step in when you provide that sort of gateway to go in. Did you have anything to add, Jackie? Well, I just love the, the piece about vulnerability because mm -hmm. I, I do think we live in, you know, it's sort of the paradox of belonging in some ways is, um, is that, you know, that's what we most need is to be accepted for who we are and, mm -hmm. you know, the real and this, and yet we'll do whatever we can to try to be something else, to be what everyone else, we think everyone else wants us to be. So I think that's, that's the irony of it all in, in many ways. And I, I do think vulnerability invites vulnerability, you know, and asking for help invites asking for help. And, you know, I, I was trying to think of a time when I've chosen to be that, what you just said, Renee, and it not be welcomed and received and with gratitude and open arms with a willingness. Because I think it just opens the door for other people. So I think that's sort of key to all this is, you know, if we're going to demystify the idea of like perfect lives and perfect people and perfect mothers it's all about sort of being real with one another that we're you know what we are struggling with and when we do need help because i think you you probably pace different people like i might be in my like i can take on the world mode and you might be like oh my gosh like really down in the trenches of not being able to get out of bed in the morning type thing and there are going to be times when that's the opposite but i love what you said of just having a community of people that you say i trust enough you know, to reach out to and, and be honest. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up a good point um, as mothers, you know, and this episode's going to air around Mother's yeah. Day. And I think it's such an opportunity for us to really model with our children what our new concept of being a strong woman and being a balanced person is. Mm -hmm. And I was curious to know your approaches with your children. Mm -hmm. That's a, that's a great question. I was actually going to say just we, we add that because I think when we talk about help that we have, if you have children, include them in helping. I think oftentimes we try and do too much for our children and then they grow up and they don't know how to do things. Yeah, so the sooner we have them helping with cooking and cleaning and doing things themselves and 
And also, the more they get involved in those types of things, it creates healthier habits. Mm. So if they're involved, and of course, I'm going to go back to healthy, right? Because I'm a naturopathic doctor, right? So um, if they are involved in helping with the cooking and maybe gardening or things like that or shopping, then they, they're more interested in, in the healthy eating and a healthier lifestyle because they're involved in that process. And it can help you and create this balance as they get older, because if you have really little kids, yeah. it's, it maybe doesn't feel very helpful, but as they grow up, then they're there to help out. And I think about my, two of my children are now really into cooking. <laughs> One is studying to become a chef, and the other one I think probably will be too. She wants to have her own bakery, gluten-free bakery. So it's funny because I've always included them in the kitchen and trying to get their help. But partly it was because I needed help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, it's empowered them too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, now like my daughter's taking a gap year before going to college, so we spent a lot of time together. And we really hadn't been able to, especially the past few years because she was you know, in sports and debate and academically rigorous programs. So like when I think about the past few years, especially with her, I just, we was driving her places and her shoving in homework and, you know, she was just full out for years. But now that we're, we're spending time together and she's actually writing a book, which is really fun on growing up Gen Z. It's, uh, we've had a lot more of these discussions and she's starting to read me some of her chapters and, you know, you just, it's sort of almost it's like, oh my gosh, like what did she pick up? And you know, like good, bad, and otherwise. And you know, I do think um, now that she's on, you know, an older, just the ability to have those conversations. And you know, what, you're you're inspiring me to like go home and saying like, you know, was I? I'm kind of free to ask the question like, well, my, was I a good mom? Like, what could I have done better? Because we're not perfect parents, right? And I, I I have a clear sense of things I did well and things I didn't do as well. Um, and a lot of it is just being in the, you know, the rhythm of, in the moment of what else is going on in your life. But, you know, I do think um, we did, I think we overserved our children and this was sort of a dynamic maybe we had in our family as, you know, a stay-at-home dad and a mom who, when she was home, like really need to prove her pudding kind of thing. But I do think you're right. I mean, I think that we, it's sort of, that's a paradox too. You think you're serving your children by serving your children and really maybe you're doing you know, the opposite, and they're not becoming as independent. That being said, I had a son who went to college and managed, you know, to survive, so I guess that's a good good sign. I'm not saying he had clean underwear most days, but who knows? Maybe he did. Well, I think that goes back to the conversation of just being real, you know, and yeah. it, for me as a mom, my kids are 10 and 12 now, and that's really um, a challenging stage for me to think of, like being real to them, you know, being authentic to them, because I don't want to pretend and be like, pretend mom, you know, that just shoves things under the, the carpet and, and pretends that, you know, I don't have my faults as well. I want mm-hmm. them to realize that that's part of community and relationships and, and just getting to know people. The fact mm-hmm. that, you know, we're imperfect and we're all kind of growing in our relationships with each other. So I like that you're um, able to kind of bridge those years and those different life stages with your kids. Um, my next question really relates to advice to other women who may be business owners or maybe moms as well. Do you have any sort of tips for um, them creating more time for themselves or more balance in their own lives? Well, I would say going back, from my perspective, going back to how can you create um, a healthy foundation so mm-hmm. that you can have the energy and the t- and 
and you feel good enough, you're pain-free, you feel have energy, all of that, you need to be able to create balance in your life. And also it's a sign that you're in a more balanced state if you're, if you're doing the things that you need to do. So in my book, Clean Skin From Within, I talk about four different aspects of a, a you know, kind of a clean life and achieving a healthy lifestyle. That's clean plate, clean slate, clean body, and clean mind. Mm -hmm. And so it's, and I think of skin as this outer reflection of inner health, Health, I'll call it our, our magic mirror. And so that's why I focus my book on skin. But really, if you do these things, it's not gonna just help your skin, it's gonna help you have more energy and, and um, avoid different chronic diseases and things. So the clean plate are the foods to eat and the foods to avoid. So choosing really clean, energizing, nourishing foods and avoiding the high sugary processed foods, things like that, that are just going to weigh you down. And, and then the, the clean slate or using clean skincare products that, that help you know, keep your skin healthy and glowing. And then clean body is making sure that, that your body is um, not being exposed to excess toxins in the environment that are actually can have hormone disrupting effects that can create imbalances in the body and really drag you down and impact your energy level. And then clean mind is about stress management practices and mindfulness practices because we need that in order to really, and that's a big part of achieving balance, is that clean mind. And so I think that if we incorporate all four aspects of that on a day-to-day -day basis, and it doesn't have to be complicated, even if you take like five minutes or a minute to do some deep breathing and you take some time to chop up some extra vegetables and take those with you rather than grabbing a bag of chips. You know, simple things can make a huge difference. I agree with you. Yeah, I've gotten into this practice of taking the first 10 minutes when I wake up, mm -hmm. I'm even just lying in bed, and I sit there and I kind of set my intentions for the day. And in the past, I think, with the racing mind or busyness trying to juggle schedules and things, I would wake up and automatically go right into that. But I found that over the last 10 months or close to a year that I've been doing it, it's really kind of peaceful to reclaim that and say, you know what, the day belongs to me and I don't have to be dictated. I don't have to let schedules or responsibilities or expectations dictate it. And so it's been for me really calming just to take those moments and find that mm -hmm. center point for myself. Mm -hmm. What about you, Jackie? Yeah, I think the, the science of mindfulness is just, you know, it's, it's old, it's timeless, but it's so new. And the fact that it's, you know, should be introduced into our, our, our schools. And if we do that, which I don't, um, you know, the kids are going to model it and pick it up. Because I do see, and it only builds, you know, as you, your kids get older, depending on, you know, well, you, I think for all kids, but the stress. And, and really, we give them so few tools. And if we're doing that in our own life and rushing and doing and this, and, you know, we're, how, how are we surprised that they're rushing and doing in this? And, you know, I was with um, a doctor recently because uh, our daughter has had some stomach issues and, mm -hmm. and we're on a path to figure out what's going on with her. But the doctor said, you know, I can't tell you how many teenage girls in particular I see in this office. And you could say it's anxiety with Allie. It's, it's actually, there's stuff going on um, as well. I mean, it could be anxiety as well. But, I mean, the mental health and anxiety and eating disorder and depression amongst teenagers in this country is something that's really a crisis. Um, so I do think that's something to really be taking seriously and I don't think um, I took it as seriously as a parent in trying to, because you get on that wheel where they want to achieve and they want to get into great college and you just 
go with the flow rather than taking a step back and say that we're in a bit of a broken system. Um, but I think the stress of, of kids and our own stress is something, if we don't model it, then how do we expect them to um, bring those behaviors and normalize those behaviors as well? Yeah, I think you're bringing up great points and um, I'm glad that we're able to sit down and talk about that and hopefully inspire some other people to have real conversations with their friends and their families moving forward. Um, I think we're going to wrap up right now, and I just wanted to thank you both for being on the inaugural podcast of the Ignite oh, podcast. The, it's the inaugural <laughs> one. <laughs> High five on that. <laughs> little slapping on the hands happening in this room. Um, <laughs> I wanted to give a thank you to PCTV for being our host on this endeavor, and uh, invite people who wanted to know more about Wild Women Tribe to check out wildwomentribe.net. We have a retreat in Moab, a two-day glamping retreat where we're going to gather together, do daily yoga, uh, workshops, hiking, and great food and drink. So you can check that out there. Um, did you ladies want to include any websites or organizations that people should check out? Sure. Um, my website is thespadoctor.com. So it's T-H-E-S-P-A-D-R.com. So doctor is abbreviated. Great. And I have my own website, Jackie Zaner, J-A-C-K-I. Z-E-H-N-E-R. Um, I blog, I share resources, I write a lot for LinkedIn, find me on Instagram, on Twitter, <laughs> got it all going on. I'm sure we, do, we all do. These ladies have a lot yeah. going on. We <laughs> hope that this helped ignite the flame within and we will see you next time. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, Renee. Thanks.